welcome to episode two of Life is Stellar with me, your host, Stella Bowman. Today's episode is all about social media, what I love about it, what I hate about it, and which apps I feel are better than others, you know? And also other things you can try to do to limit your social media time and overall phone use, which I am still extremely guilty of. (laughs) But you will also hear from a friend of mine um, and hear her discuss her thoughts on social media. But without further ado, let's just dive in. So to begin, I wanted to talk about social media today because in my previous episode, we talked about how fashion is marketed through social media. And I think that this intersects into another really complicated topic about social media and if it's bad or good. Well, I think the obvious answer to this is it's both. It has pitfalls and gems embedded into each platform. So let's start with the things I like about social media first. Social media is great because it's a way to connect with people that you've never connected with before. You can meet new people and do all this other stuff, and you can also share all your own content. Going off of this, sharing your own content and being able to gain an audience from scratch is something that is amazing about social media. That concept of everyone having a chance is something that I think we take for granted about the digital age and also allows you to express yourself through different mediums that you may have never thought before. Another reason I love social media is the fact that you can be organized on things you never were. Need to make a vision board? Pinterest is for you. Want to find people who love the same movie as you? Tumblr or Twitter is your place. Need to keep tabs on special events and services? Instagram and Facebook can help you with that, as well as marketing your own business or content. The invention of social media is helpful because it allows everyone in the world a chance to be a self-starter, right? Which is something that is greatly beneficial in such an inherently competitive world. But social media can also suck a lot um, for multiple reasons. First being that it's greatly addictive. I can literally picture it right now, me on my phone at night, scrolling, texting, commenting for literal hours on end until I get no sleep and it's friggin' 3 a.m. and I have not gone to bed. (laughs) It's literally so irritating how I allow that to happen so much, but social media is inherently so addictive because it almost never gets boring. The next thing about social media that sucks is that it is an idealized version of life. And I feel that this can be really like app specific. So for example, with Instagram, the pictures we see from celebrities and oftentimes our peers are either photoshopped, facetuned, have filters on them, and are like this picture perfect version of what we are. Like I'm guilty of that. My Instagram is a hundred percent like, I mean, I don't facetune any of my Instagram pictures, but I will remove the occasional blemish or, you know, uh, smooth my skin or any of that stuff. Um, I've done before and I also put filters on my photos and all this stuff and while I don't think that displaying your best self online is necessarily a bad thing you know it's the consumer that is constantly looking at this that can make it harmful because you know you can start to think well why don't I look like that and it's really not real (laughs) another thing that I think sucks about social media is the negativity that can fester on each app so you know sometimes you just don't want to be plagued about the sad things in life going on the world 24 7 right you know but I can also see the flip side to this in which it keeps you informed and you know invested on what's going on in the world but nonetheless there is a lot more to discuss about this topic in particular but I want to loop back to talking about the idealization of social media and how social media is just this idealized version of the world. Social media is terrible for your self-esteem, even if you don't want to admit it to yourself. Like, I'm gonna be honest here, and I'm gonna say, 
um, that for years I acted like I was above that. Like, I'm not even lying. I would legit think that following tons of celebrities and seeing their bodies that don't look like mine or even classmates and peers in my school being so confident I didn't look like them. Like, I acted as if that didn't bother me. But it did. Like, obviously, I didn't even realize until I went to college and started doing some, like, heavy self-reflection, which also sounds so cheesy. But, you know, I was starting to become more confident. And part of that was recognizing that I compare myself to literally everything I see online. And the core problem of all this is that it's all fake, you guys. Like, it's just all fake. Like, I... And you know what? Like, not that that's a... If you want to facetune your photos, like, whatever that's your prerogative but like celebrities will airbrush their skin edit their bodies and they also have all this money and who knows what surgeries or enhancements that they're getting in real life you know and not that there's anything wrong with that because there isn't like that is your prerogative if you want to get plastic surgery or botox or filler or anything like that is totally your prerogative but it's like It's a facade when you're putting it out there and honestly constantly reinforcing that it's real. Like I think the Kardashians is a great example of this because while sometimes they will readily admit that they've gotten work done, sometimes they deny other things or kind of like act like the possibility of that happening in the future is not what something they would do when they have all this access to beauty treatments and money and stuff like that so i don't know it's like they're honest but they're not and i think that just contributes to like the facade of social media i don't want you to get like carried away lips aren't permanent but like if they ask about your lips like own up to it i don't know why you guys are even freaking out or talking about this though why no one needs anything everybody's No, I think if something makes you insecure and you've been feeling that way forever, who doesn't want to look amazing? See the picture I posted today and me and Courtney? Everyone thinks like she got her butt done and her hips done and all this stuff. I'm like, no, I'm legit 20 pounds heavier. Case in point is that it's not real, right? And we can't compare ourselves to them knowing that that's not really an achievable standard of beauty. Even males, I'm sure males on friggin' Instagram photoshop and edit their pictures as well so it's like when we're looking constantly being reinforced that that's the way you should look it's it's the same thing that i discussed in the last episode but you know with social media it's like we act like it's so real and it's just not it's like a complete facade another con i have is that you know social media can just circulate negativity and and i don't know if this has anything to do with the app itself but the just the kind of people that the apps breed so like when you open up a platform in which you are allowing yourself to be scrutinized or have a conversation or share an opinion you know you are subjecting yourself to tons and tons of other people all around the world who aren't going to like what you have to say or just want to be rude um and even peers and whatever you know obviously cyberbullying happens i feel like that's such like an outdated and like stupid term but it's true like people still can be so vile like online and you know i lied because i said that maybe it doesn't have anything to do with the apps but i also feel like the algorithms that the apps set up make it more easy for you to find like-minded people but also people who are like polar opposites from you and i actually learned about this political bubble type thing in my political science class last year but it's literally like the internet and social media just promotes staying within your own bubble okay while i like hearing from like-minded people 
and I think this especially applies to, applies to politics, but not just politics. I think in, with every topic, you know, it's important to know all sides and opinions, not saying that certain opinions are correct or, you know, what have you, but it's like in order to be fully educated and be able to talk about something, I think you should know what the discourse around it is, right? But now, like, research is showing that that is actually working, like, oppositely. That, like, showing us other opinions can be damaging because it just reinforces our beliefs more. And they even talked about this in an article um, in the Greater Good magazine called Our Social Media Driving Political Polarization. So it talks about this in more detail. The article states... If following people on social media who are more aligned with your worldview exacerbates polarization, then it follows listening to the other side would reduce polarization. However, a recent experiment found exactly the opposite. Christopher Bale and colleagues from Duke University recruited hundreds of Democrats and Republicans who were active on Twitter and then paid them to follow a Twitter bot that would retweet content from the opposite side. After a month of exposure, the Democrats retained about the same attitudes, but the Republicans ended up more conservative than when they started the study. This result suggests that polarization in the U.S. could be driven by exposure to views people disagree with rather than being separated from them by filter bubbles. And so, yeah, if, like, I'm being honest, I'm not really sure what to make of this result besides that social media just breeds these problems. Like, this is going to sound like the weirdest friggin' analogy, but I feel like we're all, like, bacteria in this, like, petri dish, and we're, like, festering here, and these companies are just, like, laughing at us while we continue to use, you know, continue to use their apps, continue to see ads, continue to engage with their content, and we're just on our phones constantly and all we want to do is just use the apps more like i swear to god we all need to like go outside and like touch some grass or take a run because (laughs) this shit just makes it so addicting and i just feel like that's the ultimate con of it all with all this aside i do want to talk about my two favorite apps so moving towards that my favorite apps very weird combination but are tiktok and pinterest like i said a very weird combo i'm aware but let's just start with tiktok which i feel like has a lot more pros than cons so tiktok if you aren't aware is a freeform content app in which you post videos you have a for you page so the algorithm tailors your for you page to see tons of videos that you you know they they think you would want to see you're not you don't have to be necessarily following these creators it's just like gonna give you tons of content and there's a following page where you can see who you're following and the specific content that they are posting my feed is tailored to a bunch of interests that i have and tiktok just like knows what i like and i feel like my fyp is my for you page is filled with tons of different people of all like races and ethnicities which is so refreshing so i really like that it's like diverse i feel like i don't find that much in certain apps it always gives me a good laugh and i also feel like just on a creator side it's just so accessible like literally anyone can go viral the way their algorithm is set up i literally want to say that the only con i can think of is that it's addicting and sometimes videos that should be taken down are like educational videos but have controversial topics are sometimes taken down and stuff like that but i think that that's kind of something that every app needs to work on but overall i think it's just better than the average social media app which is kind of surprising because i really had like an aversion to it at first but then i like kind of fell in love with it and then pinterest so if you don't know what pinterest is it's literally just like the social media app that you can create like boards and save a bunch of pictures to different boards this helps like you know if you're planning a wedding if you're planning an event you can kind of 
create like a little mood board of like what pictures or you know kind of what theme you want i use this app to give me outfit ideas apartment inspiration and recipes and just i don't know i never find myself feeling those toxic things like comparing or things like that like i mentioned earlier when i'm on this app because i literally feel like i'm not i don't know like it just feels separate and it's not it doesn't feel like social media it just feels like i'm like kind of in like a google search engine for specific things that i like right so i'm kind of not really in that social media mindset and i'm really not even sure if because of this if i have any other con besides that it's addicting i can i could spend hours on that app and that's like wrong like i don't know how i can <laughs> so now with all this being said this is the perfect segue this brings me into what we can do to limit our social media time so i really suck at this so i don't know who the hell i think i am giving out this advice i feel like the two best pieces of advice that i can give is to a delete the app like whatever app you feel like is not working for you in terms of like oh my god i'm so addicted to this like delete it or 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 because that like scares me <laughs> um even though i obviously just stole that advice because it works and i have friends who've done it and it works um but you could also a more tame version of this is to just put a screen time block filter on it you know in your settings you go to your screen time and then you just block the app i can only use this app 20 minutes a day and then it'll block it and then you have to go through this like little thing where you're like give me 15 more minutes like let me use it for the day type thing but it's like one extra step so you're kind of being checked right like okay don't use the app anymore and even though it doesn't work all the time like i'll bypass it a lot like it helps it definitely helps or as dumb as this sound you guys distract yourself in other ways like the other day instead of scrolling through my phone from 9 a.m to 10 a.m i got up and did an online yoga class and then i found myself not looking at my phone for like half the day right and it felt really good to like kind of unplug but you know i suck because at the same time later that day i scrolled through tiktok for like an hour but just in general so i need to really take my own advice but like you know, just in general, try to distract yourself with like other things. Even I feel like watching a movie is like better than just being stuck on like social media, right? But yeah, I'm like terrible at this. So I wanted to tap into one of my friends who is great at limiting her social media time. So I asked my friend Catherine a couple of questions about social media. So here she is talking about that. Personally, I think the worst part of social media is that it forces us to make comparisons between ourselves and others all the time, and people only show the best parts of their lives rather than the complexities that come with being a human. We don't get to see the bad days, the sad days, the times when we all need a boost. Usually people only show the highlights of their life on social media, so I feel like it forces us to feel like we have to be positive or living our best lives all the time when that's simply not the case. My favorite social media app is probably Instagram, I would say, or Twitter, because, well, Twitter, I think it's just funny. And Instagram has a lot of different types of content that you can find, which I think is really interesting. I usually look for, like, fashion content or memes or funny videos, things like that. Um, personally, what I do to limit screen time is I will set screen time limits on my phone, or I will give myself time where I will log out of the app for a day or two or a few days. There's been times where I've deleted apps for a few months just to give myself kind of a mental recharge. And I would suggest that other people look at adding screen time limits to their phone. Mine are really small in the amount of time I give myself on each app, but that's just to regulate my own behavior. And obviously I go over those limits sometimes, but I try to keep it 
below an hour or so on each app just to give myself time to be productive and to give myself time to just be alone with my own thoughts instead of trying to fill them all the time. But yeah, I hope that's helpful and that that makes sense. So thank you, Catherine, for sharing your lovely insights about social media and what you do to limit your social media time. I wish I could be more like you um, because I certainly suck in this department. But I think the biggest takeaway that I want to take from making this episode, and I hope that all you know after listening to this episode, is that social media is like a big facade, right? Everything you see, take it at face value. Never compare yourself to anyone and just know that these people who overtake your screen are human too. Don't be mean to others online and try to keep yourself happy by not letting social media take over your life, right? So much easier said than done, but maybe me highlighting some of this will just make you all, including me, think a little more. Well, thank you to my guest, Catherine, and thank you all for listening. Catch you next week when I discuss a brand new topic that makes life so stellar. Have a happy and healthy day. Bye.